Hi, my name is Jamie Lee, and I'm a coach, trainer, and speaker. And today, I'd like to welcome you to my very first episode of this podcast. I don't even know what to call it yet. I'll figure that out. I often speak on the topic of negotiation and women. And this weekend, I have the amazing privilege, I really can't believe it, of speaking at the UN, at the Commission on the Status of Women. And this is an annual event where uh, people who work in international development come together to have symposiums and conversations on how to raise the status of women. And that topic is really important to me because I teach negotiation to women so that women can become bolder, braver, and better paid and close the gender wage gap. So I'm really excited. And um, for once, I'm actually talking on the topic of public speaking. I do a lot of public speaking. Uh, I give workshops on negotiation, conflict resolution, leadership, And uh, today, I really had to think about what is the art of public speaking and how can I add value to the people who are out in the world working to raise the status of women? How can I add value to their public speaking so that they can do their jobs and help the world become a more equal, more just, more balanced place? And... Um, I prepared some notes and I thought it would be really fun to share it with you today. So one of the talks that I will be giving this weekend is what are the three key steps to organizing a winning speech? And I thought about the people who will be attending this workshop and I realized that they will be giving speeches or talks so that they can have an impact, so that they can affect change, so that they can inspire the audience to take meaningful action on raising the status of women. And you know what's really tempting when you so want people to take action is to focus singularly on that call to action is to simply make a call to action. Please sign this petition. Please promote your women. Please go do this. And it's not bad. It's just not very effective public speaking. It's not very effective communication. And that's because it's, it doesn't influence people. You're just telling them what to do. What is the definition of influence? Influence is when you have an indirect impact on another person, indirect effect on their behavior, perception, perspective, and they are internally motivated to take a different course of action or to see something differently. And so what needs to happen is that you need the people who are listening to you to experience change from listening to you talk. So how do you do that? So, so 
to quickly recap, um, to summarize this, I created three concentric circles. And the three concentric circles kind of look like a target. Target practice when you are shooting arrows uh, or uh, darts, if you will. And as you can imagine, the center of that target would be the call to action. That's the bullseye. That's what you want people to do and take away and take action on. However, in public speaking, you need to step out of that first and see the bigger target. The very biggest concentric circle would be your big idea. The second concentric circle would be the premise or how you support that big idea. And finally, the target, the bullseye, would be the call to action. So let me quickly walk you through these three concentric circles, starting with the very largest one, the big idea. The big idea is how you make the premise or your support for your call to action really attractive, really eye-catching, and a little bit surprising. And this is a great way to start your speech because it grabs the attention of the audience and gets them start to listen to you. So what is the idea that you want to convey? And then how can you make it in, into an even bigger idea, a more attractive idea to pay attention to? There are three things you can do. First, you can start by asking a rhetorical question. And when a person hears a question, the mind immediately starts, tries to answer, answer that question. So it engages the audience's attention that way. For example, you can ask, um, how many of you have heard about the Commission on the Status of Women and get people to raise their hands? And that's uh, active involvement in your speech. People are paying attention, they're engaged, they're raising their hands, they're already taking action. Second, you can tell a story. And stories are really effective at getting people uh, engaged, empathizing, and seeing themselves as the hero of the story. And of course, this really depends on your storytelling skills. And if you tell a really engaging, relatable story, it gets people into it. And again, the, the third um, way is to make the idea even bigger than it is. Make it surprising. Make it a little attention grabbing. And then from there, you can go to the second concentric circle, which is the premise or the support for your idea. I've been in Toastmasters for three years, and the general rule of thumb is if you have an idea to support, have three supporting ideas or three supporting data or you know other stories to support the big idea. So... Let me give you an example to make this more <clears throat> more vivid for you. I have a theory. 
I have a theory that our purpose on earth is not just to get by, it's not just to live, it's not just to pay the bills, but to thrive. That's my big idea. My big idea is that our true purpose is to thrive. And the three ideas or three sub points that I will present to support that big idea is that one, humans are the only species who continue to play well into their adulthood and even when they're when they're much much older the only other species that um is close to us is monkey and um monkeys play when they're really young but they don't play after they reach adulthood but humans do and I think that's a really powerful example that supports the idea that we're really born to thrive. You know, not just, not just to survive, but thrive. Second idea to support my idea is that we're also the only species who can survive and learn from failure. And this is connected to the idea that we continue to play. We continue to play, we continue to fall, we continue to fail, and we continue to learn from our mistakes. For other species, when they make a mistake, it can easily be fatal. But for many, for most of us, probably all of us who are listening to this podcast, if we make a mistake, if we make a fail, it's okay. We can still live we can still learn and we in fact we can turn that failure into something greater and finally the third sub point i like to present to support my idea that we're all born to thrive is that we're also the only species who can spin metaphors and plan into the future and you know, I looked up the definition of the word thrive, and it's to grow vigorously. And we are capable of growing vigorously because we continue to play. We continue to find joy in the little things that we do. We continue to learn from our mistakes and evolve and we continue to spin metaphors, make them meaningful, and also plan into the future. No other species does that. So, you know what? I guess that's actually four sub points, not three. But um, yeah, so that's my big idea. And that's how I would support that idea. And finally, my call to action is um, if you'd like this podcast, please subscribe. If you also find the idea interesting, I'd like to hear from you. How do you thrive? Today, I am thriving because I got to play with this new technology on Anchor. I am thriving because I got to communicate my idea to you. I am thriving because I made a ton of mistakes today, but I'm learning. I'm actively learning well into my adulthood. And it helps me grow 
vigorously. So thanks again for listening to the very first podcast episode. And I look forward to hearing from you. Have a great day. Bye.